And I want to begin today by just saying a big hearty thank you for those who were able to help yesterday. We had a Mother's Day banquet. I know many of you were able to attend that. We honestly, we did the, the three favorite things to do at CCC are to bring honor to whom honor is due, and that's our mothers, and to serve our men's ministry, served our ladies, and eat. We're really good at those three things we feel like we specialize in is to be able to, how many enjoyed that yesterday? It was a wonderful time. Thank you to all who made that possible, of course. And I want to say a special thank you to Mike Curry right there. He cooked that food, y'all, and and spent a lot of time and effort. And, of course, our men's uh, leader, Brother Tony Waldron, is right there in the back. I just wanted to say thank you from your pastor's heart. To both of these men, but especially, of course, our men who came and served. I didn't know y'all could dress up like that, to be completely honest. I'm like, I didn't even recognize a handful of you. I used to seeing you in shorts, and Matt uh, Huff even wore black pants and a white shirt instead of his orange, sh- orange shorts. I'm like, man, that, that's Matt over there. He's got a beard, so I know that's him. But we had a good time in the Lord. And what we desired and attempted to do was to simply honor our mothers And today is a continuation of that. We want to give honor, the Bible says, to whom honor is due. And I'm going to be honest with you, I really pulled on Leah to preach today's message. But we finally figured out that I know everything about women and everything about motherhood. So I said, Leah, there's not a whole lot that I cannot, how many know that's a joke, right? Men men said amen. This reminds me of the story. Um of the man who was walking up the beach and he happened to see a a magic lamp had washed up. So he rubbed that magic lamp and the genie pops out and the genie immediately says, look, you're the fourth person today to rub this lamp. So I'm not giving you three wishes. I'm only going to give you one. He said, I tell you what, I love Hawaii and it's hard for me to get there. Can you put a road going from California to Hawaii so I can visit there? And he says, look, that's way, way too hard. Why don't you think of something else? He said, okay, I've been dating this, this woman for a year. I would like to know what it is she's thinking. He says, do you want the highway two lanes or four lanes? <laughs> I'm not starting off very good honoring our moms today, <laughs> but I'm going to try. Everybody say Try. But we do want to honor our mothers. Mothers, if you're a mom in this place, Grandma, would you stand up today so we can just take a moment and put our hands together and thank the Lord for the gift of motherhood. We honor you and appreciate you and love you so very much. You can be seated today. And, uh, of course, I know today also brings with it a lot of emotions. And a lot of many of you have had moms that have gone on to be with the Lord Many of you have, you know, different stories that are present here, including perhaps a difficulty to even have kids. Can I tell you that spiritual motherhood is one of the most important elements? So I honor our spiritual moms here today and uh, look forward to you having a blessed day in the Lord. But this is a day where we honor our moms. I have read before that this is one of the most busy days for phone calls of the entire year where 50 million moms will be honored and be appreciated today. More phone calls than ever on this day. And an elementary school teacher was doing a teaching on magnets, and she told them, she said, uh, they did the study, they worked all day with the magnets, and she said this, she said, 
um, one of the questions was, my name starts with M, and I have six letters, and I pick up things. What am I? Half the class answered and said, mother. (laughs) So the mothers who pick things up and keep us all moving forward, we honor you today. And I want to talk today about the four phases of motherhood from the Bible. I want to pull out these women from the Bible that we can emulate and we can look at and we can honor in the Bible, but we can also look at their lives. Because really, if you're here today, you're in one of these four phases or one of these places in the Bible. So I thought it'd be fun today to look at these examples. And number one today is considering mothers. Everybody say considering. Considering Considering mothers are women who are either contemplating or not whether they want to have kids, or perhaps you're here today and you are in a place where you don't know if you're able to have children. I want to use the biblical example today of Hannah in the Bible. Hannah was a mom who really, really wanted kids. And just to share a little bit of my own testimony that I've never really shared much before, um, Leah and I were praying a couple years into our marriage, and we really felt like it's time for us to start a family. It's time for us to have kids. And so we, we, we felt like the Lord, blessed as a matter of fact, my testimony is the Lord told me probably six, eight, ten months before um, way back before we knew that we were pregnant with our firstborn Hudson, um, he told me that I would have a son and I would want to name him. And Leah didn't let me name him that, so I'm like, you're in direct opposition to God. So I'll let his middle name is Gabriel because he told me he would become a mighty man of God. But here is the problem, and this is to speaking to those who are contemplating or speaking to those who are having difficulty. I want to encourage you today that we were having trouble conceiving. So naturally, we went to the doctor, and when we went into the doctor, they said, we're going to run tests, we're going to do these things. We got a report on a Friday that we would not be able to have kids. Got the phone call Friday morning. Leah and I sat down, prayed. We talked to our pastor. He said, I want to encourage you, keep your faith up, amen. Keep your faith focused on God. Hold to what God has already said, because when you hold to what God says, you're standing on faith in his word. I'll never forget that Friday. Um, she, we, I was working on our front door. I was painting it. And I, I knew Leah was down. I was down. I said, Leah, let's just go down and, and spend the day. I'll take you to dinner in New Orleans. And we went and walked around the Garden District and actually had a great evening. And we went through that whole weekend just wondering how God was going to come through. One Sunday afternoon, I got home from church and serving and changed and went back to working on the door. And Leah comes out of the back and she said, you know, I, I kind of felt like I should take a break. She was pregnant the whole weekend that we were worried that God wasn't going to come through. I want to tell you today, you can trust God's word. You can trust what he tells you. And in, in church, there's a wonderful example in the Bible of Hannah. Hannah was a woman of God who said, I can't conceive, I can't have kids. And she, what, here's what she told God. She told God, God, if you'll give me a child, I will give him completely back to you. Here's the story in the Bible I want to read this morning of Hannah. It's found in 1 Samuel 1, 10 through 11. We're going to do a lot of scripture this morning. So if you want to just hang tight and let me read this to you, we're going to move over to another section of scripture here in just a minute. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 10 and 11 say, In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. 
And she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty, if you only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. Then in 1 Samuel chapter, or verse 20 through 28. So in the course of time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. And after he was weaned, she took the boy with her young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. Now stop there, and this is what I want to tell those who are considering mothers. You keep your faith in God in no matter what state or stage of life that you're in. And can, can you imagine how bittersweet that was when she finally found out that she was pregnant? Because she knew that she was going to have to give him back to the Lord. But to the moms in the house today, I want to encourage you that the most important thing that you can do this morning is give your kids back to the Lord. I want to encourage not just moms, but all of us, that even if you're in this place and you perhaps have wayward children, it's hard to give them back to God and release them. Amen? It's very difficult. You love them right where they are. You have dedicated them to God. And I wanted to encourage every mom in this place that God's word does not return void. When it is planted in their hearts, just like Hannah, that cried out and believed God, that he was going to bless her with what he had promised, when that finally came, it had to be bittersweet to return him back to the Lord. But the Bible's very clear of this, that children are a blessing from the Lord. You may have to say that in faith today, amen? (laughs) But they are. One of the first commandments we see in the Bible was be fruitful and multiply and to have children. And let me tell you this this morning, if you're one of those considering mothers, you will never be able to afford to have children. I pastored a young adults group for many years, and they would go on and be married, and I would continue to help pastor them and just see them through the stages of life. And many of them would come and just say, yeah, we're, we're waiting until we have enough money saved up to have. I'm like, look, it's like jumping in the deep end of the pool, baby. You just do it. You just do it. Can I tell you, no matter what you look at financially, Here's what I've found raising kids. God comes through. When you're obeying God and saying, God, I believe that these kids were given to me by you. I've dedicated them back to you. If you're a considering mother this morning, then understand that God is faithful to his people. I'll say the words of David this morning. I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. And I just want to testify just like Hannah that when you're faced with difficulties in life, no matter what they are, but especially in motherhood, we can trust God's word. We can trust his promise. So we have considering mothers, but we also have expectant. Everybody say expectant. Expectant mothers. In Luke 1, our example for an expectant mom is Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, who was, of course, a forerunner of our Lord Jesus Christ. There was about six months different in age from John the Baptist and Jesus. Jesus and John the Baptist were, of course, cousins because Mary, the mother of Jesus, was related to Elizabeth. And what we find here in Luke chapter 1, verses 36 through 37, it says, Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. 
for nothing is impossible with God. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. So little John grew up to be John the Baptist. He was known, of course, as the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Here's my point with this right here, with expectant mothers. We have some expectant mothers right here in this room. We have some young ladies in the church that are having their first children and even second and third children. I just want to tell you, and, and this is this is a hot topic today. Listen, they are, listen, they are, they are precious right there where they are in the womb. We have a big debate going on right now, don't we? Is it a fetus or is it, can I, I just want to tell you from your pastor's heart, that's a baby. That's a life breathed on by God. Think of what I just read, church. Think of what I just read. The baby leaped in the mother's womb. She was praying. They were praying for their children, right? I want to encourage expectant moms in this room today, and I know you do. Pray for your kids while they're there. They hear your voice. They feel those prayers. They feel even the love that is extended to them even right now. To all those coming soon, mothers, I say duties of motherhood have already begun. Begin now to pray for your child. Treasure your child and plan now how you will raise your child to fulfill the special purpose God has planned for them. Our next group of mothers I want to touch on today is prevailing mothers. Everybody say prevailing. Prevailing. This one is the one I'm going to spend the most time on because how many know and understand parenthood is hard? And I think motherhood is even maybe harder because you are so connected to those children. Now, these women are easily recognizable. They're the ones who, whose nerves are on end, and they often look exhausted and frazzled. <laughs> Amen? The prevailing moms. Why do they look that way? Because they are hot and heavy into the earth-shattering, changing work of molding and raising up children. Mothers, you will like this. Our biblical example, the prevailing mother is Mary, the mother of Jesus, right? She is an example of a prevailing mother. And, and I know maybe your first thought is, well, she raised the perfect son of God. How could that have been difficult? Can I tell you today he was perfect? But Mary wasn't. He was perfect, but Mary still had fears. She still had concerns. She still had things going on in her life that even though she was raising, I mean, think about it for a minute. She lost the son of God when he was 12 years old. She lost him. And what do we see her do? She panicked. Prevailing mothers know and understand today that her child was perfect, but she was not. And she was responsible for raising even the Son of God. Here's here's what I want to read to you for this passage. It's Proverbs 31. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Amen to that. 
Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night, and she provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for they are all clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed, and she is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh all the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, as he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Ah, the Proverbs 31 woman. The gold standard of motherhood and womanhood according to the Bible. That's a hard passage to read, especially as a man, and lift it up as a mirror. And oftentimes we lift that up as a mirror. And here's what I feel like the moms need to hear about a prevailing mom and the word of God. Because when you hold that up as a mirror, how many could know and understand that you could kind of feel like a failure as a mother when you read a passage like that? Does anybody testify with me? Let, let me give you a rundown of her accomplishments real quick. She wakes up early. She makes her own clothes. She keeps a perfectly cleaned house. She cooks organic meals from scratch. She supports her husband's public figure. She feeds the poor. She makes wise, shrewd business decisions. She laughs all day long, and she's wise. How many could sag under the weight of just that right there? <laughs> What I want to tell you about a prevailing mom and to give you a different maybe spin on that passage of scripture is my appreciation for my wife took a whole new turn early in our marriage when I quit trying to evaluate what she wasn't and appreciated her for what she was. And what she was is created in the image of God, perfectly suited to pleasing her heavenly father. I want to talk to the prevailing moms. I want to talk to those moms or even grandparents who perhaps have gotten their kids back into the household and you just feel like you're under the weight of reading something like that and thinking, where do I fit into that passage of Scripture right there? Where, where do I fit into God's economy? I came to tell you today that as a prevailing mom, you don't have to sag under the weight of somebody else's expectation you be the best mom that you can be and be faithful to who he called you to be and to be faithful to do what he's called you to do because we all understand something very important in our relationship with God. None of us are perfect in any way, shape, or form. We need God every single day of our life. 
His spirit within us brings us to a life of freedom and joyful obedience rather than dutiful, dutiful observance of anything outward, but it's what happens inside of our hearts. We do not earn God's smile by our own work after we have saved any more than we did before we were saved. Amen. God won't be happier with you if you homeschool your children or if you send them to public school. Can I take some weight off some people this morning? Our mothers? Your decision to eat grass-fed organic beef burgers or on gluten-free buns and tomatoes and lettuce growing in your own garden won't impress him. In fact, he doesn't shower special blessings on women who quit their careers to stay home with their kids or those who have a career. The truth is this. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places is available to every believer that walks in the Spirit of God. Regardless of whether or not Her lifestyle matches what the church at large promotes as the stereotypical righteous woman. Instead of striving to become a Proverbs 31 woman, do this. Accept the finished work of Jesus on the cross and be faithful where he has placed you. Everybody say prevail. Prevail. It's time we stop reading Proverbs 31 to try to put some kind of a false thing on women. Here's how I want to change this. As I read it and understand that life throws a lot of curveballs, it throws a lot of difficulties, it throws a lot of challenges at us at times. Here's, here's how I read this. Some women are crafty and honor God with their sewing projects, and some are not. Some women are business savvy and make deals that make my head spin, and some are not. Some women are super athletic and run marathons twice a year, and they only eat organic tofu, and some don't. I'm helping you this morning, amen? Some women are gourmet chefs and throw Pinterest-worthy parties, and some are not. Some women are early birds and set their worlds in order by 7 a.m., and some are not. Some women are night owls and stay up late into the night buzzing with ideas and projects, and some are not. Some women are master planners and have their life goals, meal plans, holiday shopping, and all their bills on a color-coded chart on their phone, And some are not. And I came to tell you prevailing mothers simply this today, and that's okay. You don't have to be an indigo copy of the mythical Proverbs 31 woman. The bottom line is not whether a woman is all of those things and more, but whether she is serving the people around her with her time, her energy, her talents, and her resources. When we reach the throne of God, he won't ask us whether we crocheted, canned, or made a side income. He will ask us if we were faithful to serve where we were. Our family, our neighbors, our co-workers, the homeless on the street corner, the, the widow in the grocery store, the pregnant teen, and any other person he places in his life. Can I encourage you, prevailing mom, stop trying to be something else that you saw on Pinterest or Instagram. And be the best you that God created you to be. Because I do not ever read Proverbs 31. And it is presented this way in a lot of places. This morning, that will be read. And it will put a bunch of guilt and condemnation on moms. Because they look through that whole list and say, how in the world could I ever live up? Can I tell you what that is to me? 
It is a combination of a lot of different beautiful women of God who serve faithfully, who get up in the morning and take care of their kids and pray their hearts out and do the absolute best that they can. And I came to tell you prevailing moms who are expecting and moms and grandparents who are still taking care of those kids and doing the best that you can do. You do the best that you can do and I found Jesus makes up the rest in our lives. And I am so thankful for that. Because in raising a family, I would not know what to do without her. (laughs) I would not know what to do without my wife being the type of person that prevails over obstacles and prevails in her life. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, is somebody who prevailed. She's somebody who was able to prevail over different things. Everybody say faithful. Faithful. To be a prevailing mom this morning, you just have to be faithful to what God has given you to do and to serve him right where you are. How can we do that? We can rest in the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ. We can understand that the Holy Spirit is continuing to mold you and make you into who he wants you to be. And rejoice in the sacrifice of Jesus that clothes you in his righteousness right now just as you are. Everybody say prevailing. Prevailing. Jesus helps us become prevailing parents, speaking to everybody right now, not just our moms. But he causes us to do that. Everybody say complete. Then you have the group of completed mothers. Completed mothers are those mothers who have already raised their children. The job is done. Everybody say amen. Amen. How many know it's never finished? (laughs) Hopefully, when you get to that stage of life, you've raised adults who know how to function in the world. Amen? Hopefully, you aren't allowing your grown children to remain grown children. Amen? But even if that's the case, they may now... You may now find yourself in the completed stage, but can I tell you, if you have grandkids, can I tell you what you can become? You can become that voice of wisdom. You can become that voice of of God. I've heard, I don't have grandkids, I heard the best thing is you can get them and give them back. I've heard that's the best part of being a completed mom. But we all know that as you have grandchildren, if you have them in your life, then the completed mom is somebody who continues to pour into the next generation. Church, how we need our wise grandmothers, how we need wise, godly women of God who who have been considering mothers at, at one time, who have been expectant mothers at one time, who have been prevailing mothers. Do I have some women who have prevailed over some things the enemy has thrown at you throughout life and throughout raising your kids and all those kind of things? And I also, again, want to encourage those who perhaps weren't able to have children. I want you to know you have a special place in God's heart because he will surround you with people that you can pour your life into. That's what we're called to do. Amen? So there's the completed. There's that stage where we get to pour into others' life. I, I thought of this. Timothy was somebody that was being raised up by Paul to be a partner in the ministry. And he made this comment to Eunice his mother, and Lois, his grandmother. Timothy was a young man. He was a very young adult. And the great evangelist Paul was grooming him, of course. And 
But Paul paid a great compliment of this. He said, I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. Eunice and Lois had done an excellent job instilling their values into their kids. Grandparents, can I tell you, in a day when things are more expensive and inflation's on the rise and the good old-fashioned American apple pie just doesn't seem to have the same ring to it, and can I tell you this this morning, when parenthood is under attack, when marriages are under attack, when the things that we value and treasure and the foundation of who we are as a society and who God has called and told us to be in his word as a people. Can I tell you, grandmothers who have completed, your job is just really getting started because we need to take our values and we need to take the love that we have experienced through godly people in our lives. And what God wants to do, just like for Timothy, is he wants you to continually pour that into the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. Stand with me this morning. Let me sum all this up for you. And Lee, if you'd come, I want you to grab that microphone right there if you would. Let me sum this up. The best way to fulfill your motherhood roles is make a choice to have children. That's godly. Value and treasure your children for who they are. Prepare them for their God-given purpose. As they grow older, trust them, support them, but don't interfere. I know that's hard. Instill in them your faith and values. And let me close with one final verse. If While I close with this, if I could get our moms just to come here and fill up the front. Leah and I are going to pray for you this morning because motherhood, even if... Your grandparent, any mom, just come up here. We want to just honor you and bring you up front and pray prayers over you today. Thank you, Tanner. Psalm 113, verse 9 says, He, of course, is God, maketh the barren woman to keep house and be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Mothers, you enjoy a very special place in everyone's heart. Because you made the commitment to have children and bring them into the world. You made a commitment to raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. You made that commitment. And we all know this this morning, that some stages that I talked about this morning are harder than others, right? I want to start today by praying a blessing over our expected mothers. Amen. Can we all agree together that these these moms who are bringing new children into the world and bringing them into the family of God. They will have to make their own decision one day, but we also know why they're little, that we're in the care of all these babies that are coming in to Christian Center Church during this season. Can we all agree and pray blessings upon our expectant moms? I think of, of Kenzie and I think of Shayla. and Of course, Star is here. and We're going to pray for them. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for our expectant mothers, God. Lord, I know you love to hear a group of women lift up their voices in, in praise and in prayer. So, Lord, we pray blessings over our expectant mothers here at CCC today. Father, may they be blessed with health. We speak the blessings of God over that womb right now, just like John the Baptist leaped in the womb when he heard the voice of Jesus. We pray today that they would even begin to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in the womb. You are going to raise up great, mighty men and women of God 
right here at Christian Center Church that will shake nations and the devil will flee from their very voice, God. The young Samuels that you are, you are introducing into this earth that have been dedicated back to you, even right now while they're still in the womb, whoever here, God, is in that place of expectancy, Father, we pray blessings over them today. May you keep your hand mightily upon them. May everything go according to your will and according to your word, Father, today. God, we lift up the second group of of people and the third group of people. Father, for the prevailing moms, if you came in here and you just say, man, there's some things in my family I need to prevail over. I need to prevail over. Would you just lift your hands and receive strength from God? Father, we pray for every mom who's in that stage of of toddlers, of teenagers, and even grown adult children, Father, today. God, we thank you that you cause us to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So, Lord, our word today, God, is that we are are overcomers. We prevail according to your word. Father, those who came in heavy, Lord, I pray that that weight would just be lifted off of their shoulders right now. God, that you would give them strength and that you would give them an ability to speak into their children's lives, Father, today. God, we love you and we thank you, Father, for everything that you do and have done in these moms' lives. Help them prevail. Help them overcome. God, help our completed moms. Help our grandmas speak wisdom into the grandchildren's lives. Anoint their words. Give them an unction to pray. God, stir up some praying grandmas for their families today. God, I pray for a re-anointing and reappointing of the call to prayer for our families, for our completed moms. Lord, we know until we stand before you in glory, welcomed and ushered into heaven as saved people. God, we know that you will continue to lay a burden for our grandkids upon grandma's heart. Thank you for the praying mighty prayer warriors. Father, in this house who are moms, anoint them and reappoint them, God, today. I'm going to have Leah pray a prayer over our moms as the first lady here at Christian Center Church and just pray blessing. Leah, just pray blessings over them. Pray from your heart. Thank Lord, we you, just Lord. thank you right now, God, for every mom that's here, God, young, old, as Jason said, ones that are completed, ones that are prevailing. God, we just right now thank you for everyone that's in this room. God, we just ask right now to put a special blessing on them today, God. Let that child they haven't heard from call them unexpectedly. Let that child they haven't seen show up today, God. Just unexpected blessings come their way this week. Bless everything that they touch, God. Bless their homes with the peace and the love and the joy of the Lord like never before. Let their time with their children be blessed today. Let it be joyful, God. Let them be able to speak into their lives when they don't expect that they're even being able to speak in their lives, God. Call those children home that are wayward, God. We just ask right now a special blessing over every mother, grandmother, every child represented, every home represented here, God. Give them peace and joy this week, and let it be the best week they've had in a long time. In your name we pray, amen. Let's let's give our moms a big hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Let me bless the whole congregation today before we dismiss. Father, we are so thankful that, God, we have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Lord, I pray your richest, most awesome blessings upon this congregation. Lord, as their pastor today and even visitors, I just want to pray that they're blessed going out and blessed going in, that they're blessed at home 
and blessed in their chosen field of work. That, Lord God, I ask today that you put up a hedge of protection around each member of Christian Center Church. May they be in health. May they prosper even as their soul prospers. May you open the eyes of our heart that we may have a revelation of who you are and how much you dearly love each and every soul here today, Father. Pray, God, today that you watch over and protect everyone as we go from here, but, Lord, never from your presence. And may your presence dwell richly with each home, each heart, and each person, God, as we go. Father, blessings be upon Christian Center Church, and may you bring us back together at your appointed time. In Jesus' holy name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Go in the name of the Lord and be blessed. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Be careful out there, y'all.